Yo, what's going on, y'all? Another episode here. We got a lot of great things coming, man. We got a lot of just a lot of whole bunch of fire. Whole bunch of fire. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into the last episode. We're gonna get into the the sequel. Last episode, as far as my uh my football uh thing. Uh, we'll discuss that. Uh, NBA season started. And we got more games coming out in these last four months of the year. Probably last four months of the year. As many good games the last four months than we had in two years, basically. Jesus Christ. It's basically it's been a long ass time. We're gonna go over everything. We're gonna pile it down. We're gonna start with that B ball. Let's get it. Zoom. All right. I like to give a little pause like that, like like I'm real cool or some shit like that, but I'm not. The New Orleans Pelicans, right? Undefeated as of right now. Undefeated. Uh, your, is your team undefeated? I doubt it. Golden State undefeated? No. Houston Rockets undefeated? No. Boston Celtics undefeated? No. Let me just chop you down. Let me chop y'all down right there. 76 is undefeated? No. So, what we have... On my team. Um, and these are usually the best type of teams. Is that we have a bunch of. Except for AD. Underrated rejects. Let me explain that to you. Think of the Detroit. Uh, think of Detroit. Uh, when they won the finals. The last finals they won. Think of Milwaukee when they had Ray Allen. Think of all of these teams. Of all of these talented guys. That for whatever reason. They just don't get their shot. Alfred Payton is because of the hair. You had a lot of GMs um, just afraid of the hair. The fucking hair blocked his own shot, for Christ's sake. Uh, he, he admittedly couldn't see. So he played probably like two, three years in the NBA. I think three. This is fourth, I believe. Where his hair played better defense than the person that was actually guarding him. He basically was doubled every time he dribbled the fucking ball. I didn't even know who he was. Until they said Alfred Payton cut the hell off his head. I didn't even think that he cut that, that bullshit off his head. So we got him. First game, triple-double. We got Drew Holiday. Let me, let me be the first to say this. Two, three years ago, me and Drew, all-time fade list. Drew was number three on my fade list. I was going to have to spark at him when we see him. I was going to let a few fly. He scored one point in the playoff game a couple years ago, a few years ago. I think it was three years ago at this point. As a matter of fact, it was two years ago. He scored one point in the playoff game. I mean, Jesus. Sweet Lord. One point in the playoff game, it's just something that's not going to happen. Uh, again. Julius Randle. Um, easily the either second or third best player that the Lakers had last year. And because they wanted to be obligated with LeBron, they decided to give uh, KCP that money. Just like they gave KCP that money last year, even though he's absolutely trash. But when you sign with LeBron, you also got to do with the perks. So you got to kiss his ass by giving trash players a lot of money. See Cleveland. That's why Cleveland is stuck with Trenton Thompson for $100 million, even though he's averaging like eight points and seven rebounds. And, and nothing else. That's why they're stuck with J.R. Smith uh, for all that money. Kevin Love with all that money, that's fine. 
uh, who else they gave a, a, a shit ton of money to? They gave Shumpert a bunch of money, but they they got a chance to trade him out. So th- that's the that's the that's the that's what you got to do when you're dealing with LeBron. It's just basically how it is. Um, so they let Julius Randle go. Of course, we have the best player in the NBA. Of course, we have the best player in the NBA. Of course. We have the best player in the NBA by the name of Anthony Davis. Now, some of you may say, hey, oh, well, LeBron's best. LeBron don't play a lick of defense. You look at these two games that have been played already, LeBron don't give a shit about defense. Harden blew right past him. LeBron can keep up with Harden. Now, this is my theory. Last year, LeBron could keep up with Harden. It's the HGH era finally over. It's the PD, PD area over because Brown is playing like trash. That first game they played against Portland, he was the only person on the team that didn't give a flying shit about defense. Against the Rockets, they didn't get a flying shit about defense. This is why they're, excuse me, this is why they're 0-2. This is why they're trash. I'll prove they're trash when we play them soon enough. Actually, I'm going to prove um, why we... The top-notch cats in the fucking league. When we play Golden State next Wednesday, you will see a podcast on that motherfucking Thursday, just to get things clear. We can listen to this pod, and I'll tell you right now, we're gonna have a top seven offense and defense by the end of the year. We're gonna be top seven in offensive and defensive efficiency by the end of the year, barring injuries. Nobody gets injured that's not supposed to be injured. Top seven defensive efficiency on offense and defense. I have absolute confidence, 1,000% confidence that we will win the division and we will be a three or four seed in the entire fucking conference. Let me just give you that right now. Let me give you the future right now. Crystal ball right here in front of me. It ain't on the stand. It's floating. Just remember who told you this first, right? So that's part one of things. ADD and things up. Julius Randle getting what he getting. Miritic getting what he getting. Miritic had 36 last game. Uh, Julius Randle played 20 minutes and had 14 points, 13 rebounds. AD played 27 minutes and had 26 and 10. Uh, Miritic had played 31 minutes and had 36 points. So... We're going to get to the point where what what I want from these guys uh, and what I think is going to happen is they're going to realize that they have an absolutely amazing player on their team. So what happens when this happens is when you have a defensive presence like Drew Holiday and a defensive presence like AD under the paint, all of the guys, they start to play better. They start to want to do more. They don't want to watch. AD you don't struggle to get all the points. They don't want to watch AD struggle to get all the rebounds. Everybody will step up. And since this is a city and a franchise where basketball is not a thing, they'll do their best to make basketball a thing. New Orleans is a football town. That's how it is. That's how it's always going to be. If you've ever been in New Orleans, you look at the size of the Superdome, you look at the size of the New Orleans Center, and you'll see why. It looked like a, a, a fucking F-150 next to a toilet. It's two different sizes, two different things. It's a football town. You can fit six Smoothie King centers inside the Superdome. I'm calling New Orleans Center. It's not New Orleans Center. It's a Smoothie King Arena. 
You can fit six of them in a Superdome. This year and next year, barring injury, we will turn New Orleans into a basketball playoff city. Mark my words, listen to the podcast. It just is what it is. Let's get into the juice. So, sit my sit my stuff down here. Chris Paul, Rondo. Of course, we've seen it a thousand times. They had a little, you know, a quick little back and forth. Rondo, top scumbag nigga of the planet. Scumbag. First of all, you don't spit on anybody's face. That's first of all. You don't spit in nobody's face. Let me say that three times. You don't spit in nobody's face. And you don't spit in anybody's face. On a basketball court in the NBA. Is Rondo smoking dicks? What? Look, I understand they got some friction. Paul Pierce, uh, a.k.a. KD Senior, because both of these niggas never had a fresh cut in their history uh, fresh cuts or the existence. He, he alluded to the fact that Chris Paul and Rondo have never liked each other. Ten years strong, never liked each other. Maybe that's the balling point. Maybe that yellow and gold jersey, I mean that gold and purple jersey, yellow and gold, whatever the uh, trash colors is. Maybe them jerseys just put a little bad luck inside Rondo Hart because he never act like this when he's played in New Orleans. He never act like this. They get it to it because Harden is going to the hoop. He sees Ingram. So he charges Ingram with his shoulder and flops. It works every time. Uh, Ingram goes flying into the the pole, the post, the, the padded post that holds the, the goal up. And uh, Ingram is pissed because he's got a foul called on him, even though he just got a form shiver. And pushed all the way and, and on flops as they usually do. It's just regular shit. He comes back. He pushes the shit out of hard. And then he gets in the ref's face instantly. Now, I don't know if he's getting in the ref face or Harden is behind the ref. Because Harden, when pushed, immediately looked to the ref instead of looking to defend himself from being pushed. We'll get into more of that. Harden walks off. Rondo and Chris Paul get into it. Lonzo grabs Ingram and brings Ingram pretty much along with Melo. They get him, and at that point, I'm, I'm assuming Melo is like, hey, man, go ahead, man, go ahead somewhere. And Ingram at some point is like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, don't tell me go ahead. When did Melo become triple OG? When did this happen? When did he become... uh? Motherfucker, when did he join 300? When did he join Rolling 60s? Is he Nipsey Hustle? Is he Big U? When did he become all of this shit? He ain't, he, whatever that is. So it got to the point where Ingram is telling Mello, hey man, shut the fuck up. Back up. My teammate is bringing me out. So Ingram is all the way at half court. Chris Paul and Rondo, they get into it. Spit couple two pieces is thrown out Rondo caught a two piece because the ref grabbed his shoulders both of his shoulders back Bron grabbed Chris Paul but as he was grabbing Chris Paul first of all I know they're best friends but grabbing Chris Paul 
you got to let them scrap it out first because Chris Paul, like Rondo, could have caught a, a whoop-de-whoop. So Rondo's getting his shoulders pushed back. So you can't throw a punch when your shoulder's being grabbed back. So he caught one in the face because he's being pulled back. If you go to Stack Steven Jackson's his IG, he gave a little explanation on what he would do in that type of situation if it was one of his best friends. Uh, one of his best friends, L. Harrison. First of all, what you do is is you let them scrap. It's the ref job to break all that shit up. If they scrapping and you hold his shoulders back, his arms, and he catch about three, four of them things, then I got to punch you in the face. If you hold me back and nobody is holding back the person that's about to fight me and I catch a leg, a thigh, a breast, a biscuit, and a small bean, then me and you got to scrap. That's just... That's just how it is. It's just how it go. Don't matter if I'm cool with you. We, me and you got to fight. Because I got to get the punches off on somebody. I can't just take the L. Okay? So all of this is going on. Ingram runs from half court all the way to the paint. Nigga, under the rim. Punch Chris Paul in the side of the face. I'm completely fine with that. Oh, by the way, completely fine. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit about Chris Paul. Please. Should have knocked him clean out. While all of this is going on, James Harden is standing at the free throw line. He didn't help to fight. He didn't help to break up a fight. There were three different crowds of people. There was somebody holding Chris Paul back. There was somebody holding Ingram back. And there was another little group of just the extras. James Harden is in none of those. He's standing by himself watching everybody else fight and break up fights. Now, I'm not saying James Harden should have fought anybody. What I'm saying is, if I'm watching you fight, and I know potentially, they say to Chris Paul, excuse me, that he's going to lose $232,000 a game. And I need you to play. I'm going to break up the fight. That automatically lets me know as far as leadership, James Harden has none. There's no leadership skills, which is why I know why him and Dwight Howard didn't work out. Because he has no leadership skills. Dwight Howard is a piece of shit. And they all they both work together. He got he got Kevin McHale fired. Fine. Okay. That's how it works. That's how it goes. That's how it play. Chris Paul, two games suspended. For a fist fight. Rondo. Three games. Three games. This is three. It's an 83 games. For spitting in somebody's face. And throwing the first punch. This is not. He didn't miss. He connected. Brandon Ingram. 
pushed a player, got attacked, got in the ref face, ran all the way from half court to punch another player in the face. Four games. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. From running from half court to under the goal to punch somebody in the face. Is this a little... How is this the case? How... How do you get four games for punching somebody in the face? How do you get three games for spitting in somebody's face and punching somebody in the face? Now, I understand if this was the NFL and there are 16 games to play. Three games is pretty detrimental. Three games when you have 82 to play seems pretty ridiculous for fist fighting. Now, I'm sure there's going to be other players throughout the year that are going to be looking and watching and waiting for their suspensions. Draymond got one game in the finals uh, way after the fact for calling LeBron a bitch. He got one game. I don't know how Rondo gets three for. Maybe it's the LeBron factor. I don't know. I'm more. How do I say this? I'm more appalled, nigga, from the suspensions than really anything else. How do you spit in somebody's face and get and then punch them in the face in front of the referee and get three games? If, if anybody can put that together, uh, give me a nice thesis. Uh, with a with a solid hypothesis and a a, a fire ass conclusion, uh, man, that would be fantastic. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. I think the Lakers are weak. I think LeBron is washed. I think the Rockets is weak. I think they don't play no defense. I think Chris Paul is done. He's washed. He's the best defensive player. Him and PJ Tucker are the best defensive player, and they're both five six. This won't happen. This won't work. They will get punished. It just lost. Then they just, I believe they lost to the clip. They will get punished. Them and the Lakers, whenever they play us, they will pay for their sins. They will get punished. The Rockets already paid when they got 70 put on them in the first half. Mark my words. This is the aggressive podcast. All of y'all teams in the NBA, you will be punished. Portland, you you uh, Portland, uh, you already been in the torture rack. You will continue Golden State next Wednesday. You will be punished. Mark my words. You will pay for your sins against the New Orleans Pelicans. Book it. This is what it is, man. This is what it is. It ain't karma. It's, it's just the get back. It's revenge. Moving on. 
Got a little serious there, my bad. In the last, oh my God. Probably in the last four or five months, man, we've had. It's been like, I think maybe five or six games that have come out. Uh, Spider-Man, everybody knows of. Red Dead is coming up soon. Fallout 76 comes out tomorrow on the 23rd of October. It might be out right now. The beta is out. Uh, already pre-ordered. I already got it, so I'll be playing that soon. Battlefield 5 comes out. Um, Anthem comes out top of the year. One more thing comes out. I can't seem to remember. I think that's it. So it's 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 kind of a foregone conclusion. A lot of people think Red Dead Red Dead Two will be the 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 game of the year. I still think it'll be God of War. Um, everybody seems to have forgotten about God of War. It came out in April, uh, I'm sure. But God of War is still better than Spider Man. God of War will be better than Red Dead uh, Redemption, even though I think Red Dead Redemption should be very good. I'm not very interested in the single player. I'll be honest right now. Uh, I have it. I probably won't be playing until the online is introduced. I'm not sure when that is, but I'm not a huge fan of like single players. I'll be honest. Not, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm a multiplayer guy. I'm a multiplayer guy. I spent my whole life playing fucking single players up until we could do online games. Um, and even more. I did even more after that. I'm kind of just into online games. We're just going to run in like that, and that's how we're going to do it. I don't pay $15 a month to play online. Just to play single player all day, I could just, I could just play. I could just play for fucking free. I'm not sure why we have. What else is coming at the top of the year? Actually, shit. Let's look it up. Uh, games of 2019. Let's see what we got. So we got Anthem. Uh, that'll be top of the year, probably first quarter. Days Gone got pushed up, pushed back two months. Uh, Sekiro won't be out. Devil May Cry should be out early. The Division Two probably won't be out till fall slash summer. Gears Five won't be out until fall. Crackdown Three will never come out. Uh, Resident Evil Two should be out top of the year. Uh, I've never been a. I've never been a. I'm. I'm not a zombies guy in general. Uh, I like Left 4 Dead just because of the the multiplayer aspect. But I'm not really a zombies guy. So, you know, it it looks very good. I won't be playing it. Jump Force looks ridiculous. If y'all haven't seen Jump Force, haven't heard of Jump Force, if you are into fighting games, if you're not into fighting games. um, Basically, every anime character that's fire is fighting in a three-on-three. So, if you've seen a trailer... Uh, the trail I saw was um, Vegeta, Goku, and I think Trunks against Luffy, Blackbeard, and like Zoro or something like that. It's just, it looks fire. It looks, it looks ridiculously fire. Um, Shinmu 3, which is, <laughs> which is hilarious. So basically how Shinmu 3 came about is the, the company that did it. I believe they put together a, um, what do you call it? Let me look it up. A Kickstarter. They put together a Kickstarter. So basically, this company um, that makes video games was like, hey, since you guys want this video game so much, 
Why don't you pay us? So as of right now, their goal was $2 million. And people, 69,320 people, gave them $6.3 million. So regular people came together and with a goal of $2 million, they raised $6.3 million for these people to make a video game. 70,000, 70,000 people raised $4.3 million more than what a video company already, they raised $4 million more than what they needed to make a game that was supposed to come out in 2015. Do I need to go over that one more time? And it was supposed to come out in 2017. Actually, I think they started in 2014. So, I'm a little confused here. I'm a little confused here, man. I'm a little confused here. When did we pay people to make games? That we're going to pay for again. So they already got 4 million more. Than what they needed. And they're going to still charge us 60. To come out the gate. What. What part of the game is this. What part of the pimping is this. What, what is this. How did this exist. How did this happen. Who does this. Why is this a thing. How can people raise $6 million for a video game that only needed two? And I'm not even sure why they needed $2 million. $2 million is a lot of fucking money. For a game that's not even finished. It's not even close to being finished. They hadn't, they've been having the money three, four years now. I need to know how to get it together, man. Anybody want to make a game, nigga? We make uh, Tetris Plus. It'd be Tetris with, I don't know, fuck Pokemon. I don't, I don't know how to do it. But to come together as a people, 70,000 people across the world, 70,000 gamers came up with four, I'm sorry, $6.3 million. 70,000 people. Is that not ridiculous? So let me see. And they have pledge packs up to $1,400. If you pledge, (laughs) Jesus Christ. If you pledge $1,400, your name and birthday will be written on a traditional wishing plaque to be displayed at a temple in a village.
So basically, if you pledge fourteen hundred dollars inside the video game, there will be a village, and in that village, there'll be a plaque in one of the huts on the wall. Your name will be on a plaque for fourteen hundred dollars for a sixty dollar game. That's not the worst part. Let's go all the way to five thousand dollars. For if you pledge five thousand dollars, you get a vintage grab bag, rare promo from Shinmu One and Two. Shinmu One came out when a nigga was in single digit grades. I was in like sixth grade. Fifth grade when this came out. So you get rare, I'm doing air quotes, rare merch from Shimu 1 and 2. Random items. And then a video game. Let's keep going. A $10,000 pledge. There were three people that donated $10,000. Bring a friend, join the dinner party in Japan with Yusan and other backers of this tier. Date will be set for September 2016. So the game hasn't come out. And they did this two years ago. An original script, script from Shinmu 1 and 2. You will also be named as a special sponsor. This is pimping, man. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is sad. This is a shame. And if people do what they want with their own money. But Jesus Christ, man. $10,000 just to have dinner with this nigga? And to be in the credits? Does anybody want to fight? Because I'm very willing to fight right now. This is. Shinmu was a good game. I didn't fully understand it. Because nigga was young. But it ain't this good. It wasn't this good. I promise you it wasn't this good. I promise you it's not a top 25 game. I don't care. You're not a top 25 game. Why are you asking for pledges? And you get $4.3 million more than what you needed. If you really needed that shit, you would have cut it off at the $2 million. But I guess if you're just taking money from dummies, you could take money from dummies. All right. I understand. And all the funding was done three years ago. The game still hasn't come up. I'm disgusted by this, man. It's pretty ridiculous, man. It's pretty ridiculous. We're already getting fucked by like EA, by 2K, and, and all these little sports companies that's just putting out the same bullshit every single year while also charging you bullshit 
Even though you didn't pay $60, they still charging you out the ass. And then we got companies asking for money to make a game that they want you to pay for. This game won't be free. Shinbu is not going to be free. So you already made $4.3 million more just from the, the Kickstarter. Just from, here, take this $6 million right here. And then they're going to still sell it to us for $60. It, do I smell crack? I don't smell any crack. Are people smoking crack? Why do you give money to people to make a game that you have to pay for? This is this is very confusing to me. It's it's extremely confusing to me. Let's move on because I got a headache. Let's fucking move on. Uh, lastly. And I had a whole a whole segment about this last time. I thought it was my time. I thought it was my time, y'all. I was gonna watch football. I was gonna try to get back into football. Um It just ain't work, players. I just can't do it, man. The game is whack, man. Defense can't play defense. Uh offense is just it's just pretty much like fucking Tecmo Bowl. You just stand back and just bomb it out. You just throw it out. You just do whatever you want. I just couldn't get back into it. If you didn't listen to that uh, last episode, my team is the it's the Carolina Panthers, right? So I've been riding with Carolina Panthers since I was like six, eight. Probably about six or eight years old. And uh, it's been a fucking journey, man. Jesus Christ. So we lose the Super Bowl to the Patriots, right? 2001, I believe, right? We have the number one defense, number one run game, a historically terrible quarterback. If I have to name the worst quarterbacks of, of all time, a top five, Jay DeLong will be in that top five. That's, that's, a, that's an absolute fact. Carolina has not had an elite quarterback. Cam Newton is not elite. He's good. He's very good. He's not an elite quarterback. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Steve Young. He's not a, a Phillip River. He's not those guys. We start off with Kerry Collins. The drunk race is Kerry Collins. Um, we do good. I believe our first season, we're the first expansion to go 8-8. Eight and eight. To win that many games. Jacksonville came out the same year. I believe they were 4-12. and 12. Uh, The second year, we actually go all the way to the NFC Championship. We beat Dallas. Cool thing about that, I fucking hate Dallas. And the the year we beat Dallas in the... Who did we lose to? We lost to the Packers. That's the year the Packers won the Super Bowl. So we beat Dallas. And the year before that, I be, I'm pretty sure Dallas won the Super Bowl. We are the ones that sent Dallas on that long-ass streak. You know that streak where they've only won two playoff games in the last 23 years? Well, we the first one. We started that. We started the 0-1 streak. So, 
We had Kerry Collins. We let go of Kerry Collins for a while. We had Rodney Pete, who is was terrible. Um, in about two thousand and is it two thousand? Could have been two thousand. We 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 drafted Chris Winky. So Chris Winky was a twenty eight year old rookie from Florida State. Who had a really good year from Florida State. He was the prototypical quarterback at 6'6", 6'7", 6'5". However it goes, he's tall and white. Chris Winkie starts off, right? Let me show you my pain. The pain I've been through in my life. The first game, we beat Minnesota. This is the Culpepper, Moss, Jake Reed, Chris Carter, Rod Smith. Not Rod Smith, Robert Smith. Vikings, right? We go 1-0. and And I'm thinking, oh my God. We just beat the Vikings, who at that point, um, them along with the Rams, they probably had the greatest offenses in the, of the century of the well, it's, it's a new century then, but they have the last twenty years. We lose fifteen straight. In this season, off one and fifteen, I automatically know then. That Chris Winky is fucking trash, right? So we go for Chris Winky. Um, I forgot we had a couple people. I can't think of the quarterbacks. Uh, eventually we got. That's when uh, I believe in Jake Vallone stepped in. Actually, we didn't go to Super Bowl in 01. We went to Super Bowl in 04. 2004. That's when the Patriots won their Elliott like second or third Super Bowl. So we played him. My heart is just crushed i mean it, it, it fall from a fucking 200 foot building 200 story building and then fucking run over by a tank that's my little my little beater heart heart speeder jesus christ sound disgusting so we go from that um we do a you know we do in in NFC South. It's a it's a weird division. We're the only team to ever win the division two times in a row, right? So the division used to be before Carolina came along. Actually, when Carolina came along, the division used to be the Falcons, Saints, Forty Nine ers at Carolina, and I forgot when they changed the divisions. When did they change the divisions? Uh, it's been about twenty years since they changed the divisions. But the division used to be Forty Nine ers, Saints. Falcons and Carolina. Uh, you guessed it. 49ers won a division every fucking year uh, because the Falcons was trash, the Saints was trash, and we were a new team. Um, so in the late 90s, they changed the division. They put the 49ers, Seattle, Cardinals, and 49ers, Seattle, Cardinals, and Rams. Matter of fact, the Rams used to be in our division too. It used to be the 49ers, the Rams. The Saints, Falcons, and Carolina. Because I remember Henry Ellis was the wide receiver. I remember all this crazy ass shit. So they break up divisions. They do the they do, they do the NFC South. And uh, NFC South is probably the most competitive besides the NFC East. NFC East, I, I could say. Well, they, we're probably the two most competitive divisions. Uh, because Carolina is the only team never win the division twice. I believe we won it three times in a row. I know we won it two times in a row. That's how competitive the division is over the last 20, 25 years. There's only been one team to win it two times in a row, and that's Carolina. Um, as you know, Saints won the Super Bowl. Atlanta has zip. 
zero, just like I like it. Uh, and uh, Tampa Bay snuck a Super Bowl in um, early, early 2000s, I believe 2001, when they had one of the greatest defenses of all time. And two good running backs and a terrible quarterback and a very good possession receiver, which is all you need. Look at your Flacco. Um, so we make it through the Jake DeLong era, which is tough. Let me tell you, it's tough because we just had all defense and all running. Jake DeLong would have a game where he throws for 183 yards, two interceptions and a touchdown. And then we win the game. It was this real grimy, gritty, disgusting games that had my heart pressure. Just doing the fucking sky to too hot. I'll be honest with you. So if we go from that era uh, and we get Cam, right? Cam, as y'all know, is a totally different type of quarterback. Cam is bigger than most of the defenses uh, that are in the league. There are probably uh, just a couple defensive tackles here and there. That is actually a bigger person than Cam Newton is. I don't. I can't think of a linebacker that's bigger than him. I damn sure there's no secondary person that's bigger than this dude. The last Super Bowl year. So after watching the um, watching Seattle beat Denver and what I think is the biggest ass whipping in a Super Bowl that I've ever seen. I've never ever ever seen a team get their ass whipped from the start of the game to the finish the first play was a safety i rem- look i remember i'm watching the i'm watching seattle and denver first play is a safety right the second play when they get the ball back um emmanuel fuck one of their uh wide receivers he goes across the middle right Cam Chancellor is sitting there. Cam Chancellor knocks the fucking sparkles from his cleats. The very, very first play, he knocked the, oh my Jesus. He hit him so hard, I've never seen anybody been hit that hard in a playoff game, in a Super Bowl especially. Never seen nobody hit that hard. He lifted him out of his socks. From that play, which is the second play, from from Denver, the game was over. It's like a minute in. The game was over. It, it, nobody was. Everybody was scared to catch the ball over the uh, over the middle. Uh, Peyton Manning actually wound up breaking the completion Super Bowl record because during trash time, he just threw a bunch of five yard passes, a bunch of cutouts, a bunch of you know, take the ball, run out of bounds, five yards, three yards, seven yards. It, it was a it was a wash. So we get to play these same Broncos, right? With a washed up Peyton Manning. Washed. I mean, school clothes. But it just so happened that P.D. Miller is on the, is on the field. And Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware, uh, the P.D. boys, just so happened to be on that special juice that Sunday. And, uh, it's tough to get through, man. They beat the shit out of my team, essentially. They beat the shit out of my team. So after enduring 25 years, heartbreak. And it had a lot to do with just the pure coonery in the NFL. I'll be honest with you. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of it in general. 
I decided to stop watching. It's been three years. Three years. And I've seen one game. I watched the Jaguars Patriots playoff game last year. Just because I was wanted to see the Jaguars. I like watching good defenses. I like watching good defenses more than I like watching good offenses. So I watched the Jaguars and Patriots play. Um with Blake Borders is maybe the worst quarterback of all time. Because everybody on the field, including the announcers, the people who Everybody on the field, everybody around the field, everybody across the street from the stadium knows that Blake Bortles cannot play quarterback. And I know he cannot play quarterback, and I know they know he cannot play quarterback because they didn't even let him play fucking quarterback. He just ran the ball. He checked down, fake like he was going to throw, and ran the ball or just hand off the ball. If the analysis is saying that this dude can't play quarterback, why is he playing quarterback? It's another story. He can't play quarterback. He can't like he can't play the game. So I tried to watch a game uh last Sunday. Not this past Sunday. I believe they won this past Sunday. Uh when I stopped watching. So that's why it's probably me. I'm the bad luck here. I'm sorry. I'm the bad luck. They're probably gonna win the fucking Super Bowl this year because I just stopped watching and I'm the bad luck. Uh, we got our ass whipped. Well, we got beat. We didn't get our ass whipped. We got beat by uh, the Washington football team. And uh, it's pretty early and evident of why I stopped watching. And uh, I'm not going to be one of those bandwagon cats that just come back and choose a new team. Uh, I think I'm think I'm actually done, done. And uh, it's kind of sad, man. Kind of sad. You know how much it hurt watching your team. The 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 second Super Bowl, I just you know it's the PD boys. There's nothing you can do. The first Super Bowl, John Casey with the legal procedure. Oh man, I'll say this every time I talk about football. John Casey kicked the legal procedure on the last drive. Which just so happens to be Tom Brady's drive. It was his, his game-winning drive. So, let's just say you put Tom Brady on their 20. 80 yards. A minute and 20 to go. You still think Tom Brady's going to win that game. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, great, great quarterbacks. He got 80 yards to go and he got a minute and 20 to do it. We can believe he's going to do it. That's what I'm expecting. I didn't believe he was going to do it if we gave him 80 yards because I thought our defense was really, really good. And actually, we played really, really good football. The defense was ridiculous. John Casey kicks an illegal procedure and puts Tom Brady on the 45. Tom Brady needed 10 yards in four plays to get it within field goal range. Of having the most clutch kicker in NFL history kick a field goal. So the greatest quarterback in NFL history was thrown from our 20 all the way to their 45. The other 45. On the last drive 
So the greatest Super Bowl kicker, maybe the greatest kicker of all time, could kick the game-winning field goal. How do you think I feel? How do you think I felt? How do you think I feel right now? I'm 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 trying to I'm about to put a full I'm shiver through the damn computer screen just looking just just thinking about this right now. So no, I'm done with football. There will be no more football. It's over. Uh, y'all have fun. I have fun with my basketball, which I'll be watching tonight. And since it's basketball and a whole lot of video games going around, I'm going to be throwing out more pods than you can fucking shake a stick at. We got another pod coming tomorrow. B-Ball is here. We got a lot of video games. I got Fallout. I think I can play Fallout today, so I'm going to definitely give y'all an update about that. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to have another TV playing with the games on. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Sweet Jesus. When I make it, when I get rich, I'm going to forget all of y'all. I'm not going to have security with me. I'm going to just have some people with me. And I'm going to make sure that if you supported me from day one, I will turn my back on you. Because I'm just, that's just the type of person I am, man. Thank you all for listening. Have a terrible day. <laughs>